Welcome to Fallout Off the Record, brought to you by Quest Gaming Network. And sponsored in part by Pulaski Preservation Shelters, nuclear protection on a budget. And now, on to our show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of Fallout Off the Record. I am your host, Rick McVick, and with us tonight is Shaleen. Ad Victorium. <laughs> who has been playing a ton of Fallout 4, as we can tell. But uh, let's go ahead and do our ads before we begin so we can get them out of our way. Tonight, we are sponsored by TweakedAudio.com, your leading source for earbuds. They are awesome. I use them at work. Um, I've had two pairs at this point because I use them at work and elsewhere, and I know Shaleen uses them as well, so take it from us. These are great headphones designed for music and speaking, podcasts like ours. So if you go to TweakedAudio.com right now and enter the code off the record, which is all one word, at checkout, you'll get 30% off and free shipping of your order at tweakedaudio.com. Also, we are sponsored by audible.com, your number one source for all things audiobooks. If you're a fan of like Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or books in general, they're probably most likely always going to be on Audible so you can get them and listen to them on the go or at work or wherever you are. Um, what you have to do is go to audibletrial.com/questgamingnetwork and sign up for a free audio book trial with audio audibletrial.com and then you'll get a free audio book of your choosing i almost said free pizza i don't know why uh we recommend or shaleen probably recommends since we know that i'm not a reader shaleen uh dark sun by richard rhodes it's an abridged version of the making of the hydrogen bomb read by the pulitzer prize winning author Mr. Richard Rhodes. Also, you can become a patron of our show by going to patreon.com slash questgamingnetwork. Uh, that is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. I always get it wrong. So for those of you out there like me, that's how you spell it. Um, you can also donate to us by going to QGN, um, QGN Manor, which is questgamingnetwork.com, and you can uh, use our PayPal link and donate to us there. But the best way I think that you can help us out is just by sharing us on your social media. Send us emails. Tell your friends about us. Um, if you're a fan of the show, help bring other fans in as well. Um, it it it. Lately, we've been having uh, kind of a bit of an influx of new listeners uh, tweeting at us and stuff, and that's awesome, and we love it, and it's just so cool to see that stuff. So, yeah, share us up, you know, tweet us, Facebook, whatever. Um, also, so for tonight, we have an awesome show for you tonight. Uh, we were having so much fun talking about it before the show that we almost did the show without even doing the show. Um, We've got some news for you. The, our gameplay of the week, a lore section, which is all about inst the Institute. Don't worry, no spoilers for the story. Um, and also, weapon of the week and listener emails. So, let's go ahead and get into our news. If you like news, you're going to love our next segment. That's for sure. What do we got in the world of Fallout this week? Well, Rick, we've got a lot of modding news. Do. This one comes from Kit Guru. A group of modders is building Fallout 1 inside Fallout New Vegas with a mod called Fallout, the story. And this sounded to me like it was right up your alley. Because uh, it's basically just, you know, the story of Fallout. You're able to experience the story of Fallout without, without the isometric thing that, that you hate so very, very much. Oh, so it isn't ISO. No, it's not ISO. It's, it's, it's Fallout New Vegas. Oh, man. It's just the story of... of 
the original Fallout, which looks very cool. I'm totally gonna it's still it in progress, but there's um, the video on Nexus that I watched okay. showed that um, it showed the Rat Cave, and it looks just like you would imagine that Rat Cave to look. You know, I, I was recognizing the geography because I spent a lot of time in that Rat Cave. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> And it looked very familiar, very recognizable, and I'm looking forward to seeing this mod. This is one I'm definitely going to try That's when awesome. it's finished. It would be a great way for us modern gamers to experience this rad story. That's cool. I'll have to check it out. Our second news item, also a mod. This one is the... I can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> it is pretty awesome. <laughs> okay. It's the Paladin Dance Buzz Lightyear mod. It's... If you guys haven't seen this, go see it because it looks exactly how you think it should look. So appropriate. It's yeah. basically just a, a Buzz Lightyear paint job for power armor. Yeah. And it's so appropriate. I was just hanging out with uh, with with Paladin Dance Lightyear. And uh, I don't remember what I told him, but he says, outstanding. And I just cracked up because of this mod. <laughs> it was made by at Stormcloak at Twitter, who I believe may be one of our listeners. I have seen them... Uh, on Twitter before, so okay. If uh, you're listening, Stormcloak, that's a really rad mod, and we really like it. Yeah, uh, what I really now want to see, I know, like last week we referenced the Tim Allen Grunt mod, which apparently is actually a mod. Um, I can predict the past, you guys. I'm really good at it because it was released four days earlier. <laughs> now we need someone to take all of the Buzz Lightyear clips from Toy Story and put that apart with the Buzz Lightyear Paladin Dance mod, and then the cycle will be complete if you dress up like a cowboy with a Tim Allen mod, and you can see where I'm going with this Fallout story. Anyway, I feel like I feel like uh, Preston Garvey is the uh, the Woody to Paladin Dance's buzz. <laughs> I really, I want that to be a thing now. <laughs> like I really do. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Sorry. See, in my head, I've already done, like, a little episode of that, so <laughs> I'm probably enjoying this much more than I should. <laughs> That's great, Rick. It's, it's okay. So, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Our next piece comes from PC Gamer. This uh, guy named Christopher Livingston, he played Fallout 4 without leaving Sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He, it's a really fun story to read, and he, he talks in the beginning about how his character is from a long line of cowards and, and <laughs> not an adventurer at all, and why would he go out in the world when he could stay home? <laughs> yeah. It's a, a challenge in addition to being a, a fun, different way to play, because he only has the scrap that's available at Sanctuary, and you know it's a struggle to level up. He talked about grinding just building and scrapping floors over and over again trying to get xp to level up there's yep. this part he talks about seeing dog meat through his scope and and just thinking man dog meat's just waiting for a guy that's never gonna show up <laughs> you know i read this uh when i think pc gamer tweeted it out or fallout tweet retweeted it or something and just being infatuated with this idea and really wanting to try it but not wanting to migrate away from my main character, so it's been very, like, upsetting, because I really, I really want to start a new character just to try this, but I don't want to stop playing my main quest. But this is something, it, it's really cool, and I think, I think we're going to try this at some point. We should make this a challenge sometime. <laughs> yeah, see how long you can last just by staying in Sanctuary. Mm. 
Our next piece comes from GameSpot. There is a mysterious structure beneath the sea. It's a bronze structure that appears to be a filtration or pumping station of some sort, and it is lit but can't be entered. Hmm. This may be uh, something that goes in tandem with the uh, harpoon gun that was cut from the game that we talked about last week. Or it may be, you know, a hint at DLC, or it may just be something fun they built. Maybe it's the entrance to uh, Rapture. Ah, I would love that. That would be so incredible. In the same my universe. favorite series coming together. There's always a lighthouse. <laughs> um, yeah, somebody in the chat said, bless me. I, I'm actually coughing. I'm getting over a cold. Thank you for the sentiment. Um, so I'm just thankful that I have a mute button. So it doesn't sound like I'm dying over here. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, that's why I sound a little more like deep voiced than I should. Um, yeah, I, I, I just got the perk that allows you to breathe underwater and take no rads, which... I think is a little OP, but we'll let it go. Um, we'll just chalk it up to a genetic mutation. Um, what I was going to... I really want to go explore the underwater of this um, place, because there's a lot of it. So there has to be goodies down there. There just can't be nothing down there. Um, so I'm really going to have a lot of fun checking that out. Maybe. I don't know. I might get bored. <laughs> so we'll see. Our next item is also from GameSpot. Patch 1.2.37 is now in PC beta. This is the second patch to go into beta on PC. Um, it, it adds general memory and stability improvements, performance improvements inside the Corvega assembly plant, which I, I didn't really notice any issues there, and I've been in, in the Corvega plant several times. Yeah, I haven't noticed anything either. And it fixed an issue with the player becoming stuck in terminals. Mm. That is also nothing I've experienced. Thank goodness, that sounds horrible. <laughs> and yeah. this is the second uh, patch on PC beta, like I said. The first patch has yet to hit consoles. We knew it would be a delay between times, but yeah, I just wonder how far behind the consoles are going to eventually be. That is That is something I think we should... Yeah, that's going to be curious to see how that's going to go. Especially since the second beta is already out and the first beta hasn't mm-hmm. hit the consoles. And I guess that first beta is now official for PC. Mm-hmm. So. so that's it for the news for this week, unless you had anything else to add. Uh, I do. The Post-National Enquirer, Kotaku, uh, unsurprisingly enough, with a goofy little story here. Uh, this, this is a little bit of an Easter egg here, but Fallout and the Elder Scrolls may exist in the same universe as Kotaku reports. Uh, you can find an experimental, experimental plant that looks a lot, pretty much totally as a Nern root. Um, the plant was found near a river and it glows, both of which are in line with E.S. lore. So keep a lookout for that. I'm not sure which river that is. Uh, I haven't seen this myself, so it should be quite interesting if I'm like just walking um. around all of a sudden like, I hear sparkly noises. Should I say where it is? Ah, uh, nah. Because I want to f- okay. see if I can find it. Well, I will tell you that some of the uh, terminal entries near it suggest that maybe if these are in the same universe, Fallout is the one that's the past. Whoa, mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> I, that would be interesting. Although if it's the same universe, it's probably totally different like planet systems, but... Because Nern and Earth, anyway. Um, so yeah, yeah, that that talks it up for our news. I'm not sure where that's at, but if any of our listeners find that so-called experimental plant slash Nern root, send us a screenshot. Let us know uh, what it does, if anything. So, 
But yeah, so beyond that, we have uh, some gameplay for this week, which means... Yeah. Right, you are. Uh, nobody, he never survives that every single time. So this week, I have played a ton of Fallout. I cannot pull myself away from playing Fallout. It's ridiculous. I haven't been this addicted to a game since probably New Vegas. Actually, probably Fallout 3. Um, I, I haven't played this game, a Fallout game, this much. I, I, I have a, a keyboard that I've been composing on. I write music. I also have been, like, learning some development stuff. And I've put all of that aside. Like, I have an album coming out, and I've just, like, stopped doing anything with it to play Fallout. So, uh, yeah, it's become kind of a problem. So, this week, and this is what I've done with my time, um, I have built a ton of stuff. I've just literally done nothing, pretty much, but build settlements. I don't know why. It's just a waste of time, but it is so much Very fun. Addictive. Um, so I focused my efforts on sanctuary because that happens to be, um, where I feel like my home is kind of, I guess, cause it was, um, and I built a small bunk shack for people to chill out in. And then I built this really like two buildings connected by a two decker tunnel, um, with like a bar on the roof and stuff. And then I started building my own tower, which you can only go five levels high in Sanctuary. I'm not quite sure. Maybe it's just because of where the elevation is in the game. I don't know if you can build taller somewhere else, but in Sanctuary Hills, I can only build up five levels. So my first level is like, uh, you know, like stilts, flooring, and then the se the second level, well, that would be my, like just the sub floor, I guess. But the first floor is like my storage area. Second floor is my show off area. And I have my bobbleheads and my, uh, my comic book collection because you if you if you build a comic book shelf and put your co and your your you, the, the books that you collect to give you perks they actually go on the comic book shelves in neat order it drives me crazy that you have to manually order them though no you don't yeah if you don't have okay if i have some grognacks and some uh guns and bullets and whatever sure. and then i find another grognack oh in, yeah it goes in to. after the guns and bullets i have to pull out all the guns yes. and bullets and then put the other grognack and it drives me insane Okay, all right, Fallout World problems, we know, Shaleen. Um, and then I have my bobbleheads, my third floor is going to be my living area, and then my top floor, and this is what I was really liking, I got, I got this idea from uh, uh, a bunch of shelters I, I've been seeing um, over the past couple weeks. I built a power armor hanger, but what I did differently was that I put a little runway outside, and I put a uh, uh, the spawn point facing it, so when I like fast travel back to Sanctuary, I'm on my runway, high up in the air and I walk right into my power armor hanger. But when I get in my power armor, I can run straight off of it or like jetpack off of it and like fly off into infinity and beyond. And uh, so yeah, like that's what I've been doing. I started building a marketplace and another settlement kind of in, the, in central Boston. I fixed the walls in the castle um, and I started equipping all of my guards with military um, fatigues or dirty army fatigues. And I started equipping my merchants with suits and my... Um, artillery guys with road leathers and the people who run all my caravan runs with road leathers. So I've been like really trying to, um, coordinate and, and make sure that they're doing what they are and I can, and I can see who's doing what and stuff and, and that sort of thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, I, I don't even want to think of how many hours I've sunk into that and not done anything else. It's pretty pathetic. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've also been doing like a bunch of scavenging runs where I like have nothing but a pistol and power armor and just collecting all the junk I can find and then dumping it all into the 
universal inventory just to build stuff. Um, it's been pretty nuts. On a good note, I, from all the places I've explored, I have only nine bobbleheads left to find. Wow. Yeah. I haven't looked any of them up. I mean, I know some people have found them all already, but I don't ever look anything like this up or find out where they are, but I've got only nine left to find. And I find that quite accomplishment. Uh, I I feel like that's a good accomplishment for me. Um, So this isn't a spoiler, but it has to do with the story and where I'm at. A lot of people have been complaining about when you first pop out of the vault you really just have this urge to do nothing but the main quest because it is very emotional. Um, I actually hit a point where all of the steam and like, I don't, this has never happened before in a fallout game. Uh, usually their main quests always have some sort of route to take or some decision that you can make that, you know, is going to progress the story. I'm at a point right now where it just seems like I've got no path to take and like nothing I do is going to progress anything. It's, it's a very strange point to be at in a fallout game when you just feel like everything is like all the steam and and anger and gumption has just left your body. So it's very strange. Um, so that's where I'm at in the story and you'll hear more about that in the spoiler cast that'll be up later this week. Um, I've been doing a lot of railroad missions, especially with, um, Mila missions. You can get this device called Mila. Um, from Tinker Tom and he tells you these really high points that you have to climb to and put them for uh observation reasons and um and those are really fun cuz you can revisit places you've been or go to new places um another thing that I've been doing um have been the Pam missions Pam the little robot in the railroad the little robot she's a friggin assaultron um she gives you missions like uh caches or different things like that uh, assassination missions of, of sorts. And I've been doing those missions. They've been a lot of fun. They don't feel like they're not necessarily fetch quests. They feel like good side quests to do for the road. Like you feel like you're doing something in the world a little bit there. Um, I've also did the silver shroud missions, which I think they start by picking up the radio signal. Um, Mm -hmm. how they started for me was I actually found some of the elements for the quest before I actually got, um, the, the radio signal. So they kind of happened at the same time, but it was a while before I actually started the quest. And I started the quest about level 46, I think. Um, and you end up being like a Batman type of character and doing missions and stuff. And, and it leads on this whole journey. And then the, it, it focuses around this guy named Kent, who's a ghoul. And he's really obsessed with the silver shroud. And he is such an innocent character. Like if you haven't met him yet, um, or done the quest, you, you'll, you'll get it when, as you go through it and talk to him and, and be kind of, you know, kind of befriend him if you choose to do, I guess. Um, he's super innocent and optimistic and like a dreamer. And it's so authentic. Um, it, it, for some reason, a lot of characters in the world of fallout feel like tropes. Like they have to be there like Preston Garvey or Maxon or um, I can't remember the guy's name, but the leader, the the mayor of uh, Good Neighbor, Hawthorne? Um, Is that it? Hawthorne? Hancock. Hancock. Like, they all feel tropey. Like, they need to be the personality they are because of where they are in the world. Um, but, but Kent just feels totally authentic. Like, this little kid in a ghoul's body, and he's just in this, like, awful situation, but he wants nothing but positive to happen. And, like, stuff ensues with him in this quest. And I found myself totally attached 
and and involved in this quest of like I've you know I've you know I I, I don't want to give it away because it's such a good quest line. Um, so go do it. Go do the Silver Shroud missions if you haven't done them yet. And and oh man, I'm in, uh, Kent is is amazing. And um, I fell in love with an NPC. I have to admit. Um, and this is this is kind of a little Easter egg. The Vault Tech guy. Um, we see him at the beginning of the game. You find him again in the game later on, and he is. It's the most heartbreaking interaction with an NPC I've ever had in any game. I think um, whoever voice acted him and chose the dialogue, how it was written, um, it's the loneliness and sadness and the despair were like perfectly captured in this, in this character. And that was my favorite moment in the game so far. Mine too. I think it just, when he was telling me his story, like my heart broke for this little vault tech guy, because he put, if you remember in the beginning of the game, when he was running up to the, to, to go into the vault, he wasn't allowed in because, you know, he's like, I am vault tech. You know, he was just so upset because he wasn't allowed in the vault. And, now to see him like later on, he's just destroyed and sad and he's a ghoul and he like his heart, like everything, his dreams were dashed apart by the company he like thoroughly devoted himself to and believed in. And, um, just that whole interaction is just so sad. And, um, yeah. So if, if you find him, you'll know exactly what I mean. It's just, it's just super, super authentic. Both of those. And I, I'm just in, in love with that guy. Uh, I actually did kind of pull go the romantic chain with an NPC, Kate. Uh, for some reason, I just like started palling around with her, and I was like, "This girl's is pretty cool. This is a pretty awesome NPC." And then I just decided to take the romance option, and uh, you can actually give her your wedding ring, and you can equip it on them, and they wear it. Oh wow! Yeah, so I did that. I don't know if that technically means we're like wasteland Commonwealth married, but it was pretty fun. So she's been my PC or NPC companion, and she's awesome. Uh, I really dig her. But yeah, that that's what I did just this week, pretty much. <laughs> it's a lot, I know. <laughs> but yeah, so check out those missions, see if you can find the vault tech guy, and have some fun in the, in the Commonwealth. What'd you do this week? Well, my gameplay is kind of all over the place this week. I played a ton, a ton of Fallout 4, and I just, I have mostly, because we're still kind of in the early time where we don't want to spoil a lot. So I have some a bunch of small stories, you know. I did acquire the Alien Blaster. I think Ooh. I mentioned that before. Uh, uh, but I thought I... I thought you didn't have it. No, I have it. I meant, I meant uh, last week. I, I thought you didn't Oh, have did it. I not have it? Well, I don't remember. I think it... Anyways, let me tell you how I got the Alien Blaster. Okay. <laughs> this should be good. So it was shortly after I had gone to... Uh, what's it called? General Atomics. I went to ah. the General Atomics Galleria, and I took Codsworth with me. I always try and take an appropriate companion with me <laughs> when I when I if I know something about a place. And it was a bunch of you know Mr. Handy robots there, so I thought, okay, you know Codsworth, these are your people. <laughs> so let's go, let's go check it out. And we got back from that, and I was at my gas station, you know, putting away all my all my booty that I had gotten. Doing this quest, yeah, and uh, I hear Codsworth say, "Like I say, madam, what did you hear that?" And I turn around, and I see this like ball of fire just falling out of the sky, 
And uh, he says, we should find out if anyone is injured. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, Godsworth, let's go check it out. What an upstanding robot. So I spend a long time just traipsing through the wasteland, trying to find this ball of fire thing. And sure enough, I find the fiery crash of a spaceship. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And uh, I was looking all around and I couldn't find anything. I thought this has to be the alien blaster. I know alien blasters in the game. It's got to be here. And I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. And finally, I found, I found this green, like, spot on the ground. And uh, you have to track these green spots to find huh. the, uh, the pilot of the ship. Ah, and the, the blood. Blaster. Yeah. Okay. So that was awesome. pretty cool. I have it. I use it a lot. And uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty great. Awesome. I've been plugging away at the main story. I'll save that for the next spoiler cast. Good. Because there's a lot I want to talk to you about, about it. Yeah. I'm still not as far as you are, um, okay. but I'll have some more to talk about. Okay, cool. I, I really like Valentine. I like him so much. I've been hanging out with Valentine, and um, you know I love noir-type things. You know, I, I read a yeah. lot of mystery books, and uh, Valentine is just, he's this hard-boiled detective. I love him so much. Hard-boiled. You are totally <laughs> noir. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Valentine's house and picked up some of his case files, and apparently they're quests, they're missions you can solve. Oh. It's very cool. And uh, I found under his bed this file on the mysterious stranger. (laughs) And he says this guy is, is a serial murderer, and there's no connecting who he, you know, there's no way to connect who he kills, and um... I was with Valentine doing some quests, and the mysterious stranger appeared because I, of course, took the mysterious stranger perk. And Valentine's like, "It's him! It's the stranger!" <laughs> and then a little bit later, he appears again, and Valentine's like, "Slipped right through our fingers." <laughs> That's awesome. It's so great. I loved that. That is so cool. Ah, I don't have the Mysterious Stranger perk, so I, I, and I don't even have Nick Valentine as a companion. So, that's awesome. That's that so, is good. That is so cool. They put that in there. Did it? Did like you know the funny thing that nobody talked about um, was that the Mysterious Stranger in like the concept images or whatever, or in, sorry, no, the the re, the reveal the reveal trailer right. what, was it had yeah. to be Valentine. Yeah, it was Valentine, and like. Uh, Nobody, nobody seems to talk about that, but it's just really cool how like they put such a main character like right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Granted, you can't tell, but, but yeah, yeah. But there was so much speculation, and it was all so wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I went to Good Neighbor this one time, and I don't remember why I'd gone to Good Neighbor. It was nothing important, and there was a super mutant in the middle of of the marketplace at Good Neighbor, just attacking them. A lone <laughs> super mutant. Really bold. And the shopkeepers, Daisy and Cleo, came running out, and they were fighting the super mutant. Ugh, Cleo. And so, <laughs> I'm a fan of Cleo. I do, I, yeah, she's awesome. I And so, me and Piper killed the super mutant, right? And I look up from looting the body of this super mutant, yeah. and Cleo's running back to her shop, and she turns around, and I'm thinking, I, I need to sell some guns. I'm going to go visit Cleo. 
And I get there, and her head is on fire. <laughs> like, legit on fire? Or, her, like, her charging laser on fire? Like, it's the all... I don't know. It's all orange here. She's, like, spread... Her face is kind of spread open, and it's all orange and glowy. Oh, that's here. her... I think that's their... Uh, the Saltrons have a head charging laser that, like, goes... And just shoots well, this, that's like, what was happening. I was so freaked <laughs> that out, That is creepy. Though. I was just... so freaked out. And I was like... And she's like... <laughs> Can I help you? Um, yes, basically, she goes into her shopkeeper dialogue, and I'm like, um, actually, I needed to sell these guns. And I won't steal anything. So I sell I sell her these guns to this uh, to this shopkeeper, and her head is on fire the whole time. Just like, <laughs> so crazy. That's amazing. <laughs> it was nighttime after that, so I, uh, oh, this is a different story. New story now. <laughs> I was going to some dumb quest with Nick Valentine. Okay. And uh, I switch companions a lot. I always have. Um, and I, I was with Nick Valentine. I was going to some dumb quest. And so I fast traveled to a place that was kind of near the mm -hmm. quest marker and started walking. And it was dark. And I thought, man, I hate the dark. And I was near a bus stop. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to wait at this bus stop at the bench. It'll be fine. You know, I'll wait till daytime. We'll walk to the quest. Right. So I sit down at the bus stop, and the wait, the press Y to wait option does not come up. And I thought, that's weird. I wonder. So I get up and sit down again, and it won't, it won't let me wait. Just trying to picture just, what, if someone was, like, watching you. Just, like, stand up and sit down and just look really puzzled and stand up and sit down. Exactly. <laughs> what is that guy doing over there? Or girl, sorry. In my sorry. silver shroud outfit. <laughs> And I'm like, man, this is so strange. Like, I don't, this is, must be another glitch that I'm experiencing. And I'm sitting at the bus stop, just, you know, at my wits end. Just, yeah. What do I do? And my head's kind of tilted. And, you know, here's the wall of the bus stop. And just out, just in view from the side of the bus stop is Nick Valentine, my companion. Yeah. And I, I look up at him and I'm thinking, well, I guess I'm just going to have to go in the dark, you know, and... All of a sudden, a death claw just slams into me from the side, just goes hurtling across the screen. And I thought, oh, I, I guess that's why I couldn't. <laughs> that was actually the first death claw I'd had to fight, aside from the scripted one early in the game. Oh, wow. And I was so scared, and I'm shooting the death claw, and it's, uh, it kills Nick right away. As Ooh. soon as it hits him, Nick is down. And, uh, so I I took some jet to slow time uh -huh. and ran over and stimpacked Nick. I used my time to stimpack Nick. <laughs> so, needless to say, we took down the death claw, and uh, I don't think we ever did go and do that quest. But like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. And I'm sure that you only took jet to slow down time to heal your partner. It's not like you were you know addicted and wanted to do it or anything. No, I was not addicted to jets. I was, however, addicted to medics. <laughs> I take. I think I'm addicted to medics right now. Actually, I forgot to take the take the addictal. Oh, side note, and I know this is your your gameplay, and I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I found a gun that was, and I can't remember the name of it. Um, the uh, like like a withdrawal gun or something like that, and oh. it basically. Like, it gave you, like, better damage the more withdrawal symptoms you had. 
So basically, it's like, be a junkie, have a better gun. <laughs> so I was like, this is for Shaleen. <laughs> I have a tire iron that's like the junkie's tire iron. Yeah, that's it. The junkie's 10 millimeter. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right up my alley because yeah. I, I just, I do all the drugs in Fallout. <laughs> wow. So one of our listeners told me that I should go visit a place called the South Boston Checkpoint. Mm-hmm. I went there on your recommendation as well. And I found it just on accident, just stumbled across it. And I thought, this is that place. <laughs> so I, I thought I got to check this out. And I go down there and find a fully matched set of, of power armor. I was really excited. It was very cool. So thank you, listener, nice. for recommending nice. that. So I now have a, a matched set of T-51. And I'm only missing one leg of the T-60. And I'm going to be really happy when I get that. My, uh... My gas station got attacked by super mutants, including a suicider. Ooh, I hate those. Again. Again. My gas station is always getting attacked by the super mutants. And I was looting their bodies. One of them had a note that said, super mutants orders. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it says in all capital letters, kill, loot, return. Nice. I thought I've that was really funny. I've seen I've seen those notes around. A few of them have them. I love that though. But isn't that all you do in the game anyway? Basically, Kill, that's what we do. Yeah, I, exactly. That's what. We... How are we any different than a I'm super making mutant? fun of him? But we're no better. <laughs> yeah, as we're stuffing our pouches with alarm clocks and desk fans, like look at this idiot. <laughs> Kill root return. Pharaoh go bang. Oh, we got to get this junk back to uh, sanctuary. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Stupid goals. <laughs> Somebody uh, in the chat room just said they have three full sets of uh, X01. Yeah, what? lucky you. I've been looking for that for 80 hours that now. That's Joseph, isn't it? It's Joseph. Yeah. yeah. As you said he's, that he's very, very much a collector and a completionist. And, mm. and yeah, well, he's awesome. Fine. He's very awesome. Um, people talk about like that I'm a completionist. No, I've got nothing on this guy. 46 suits of power armor he has. Mm-hmm. Yow. I, uh, I've been looking for that XO for a while, and I've only found, like, bits and parts of them, so... <laughs> so uh, I found the yeah. helmet, but it would be stealing, and I, I'm not ready to start that fight, so... Well, you can steal it. I don't know. I, I have stolen a few sets from, like, raiders and stuff, because apparently mm-hmm. that was stealing. Yeah, know. that's weird. Yeah, I don't know, but, yeah. It's okay after they're dead, but not before. No, it was still red, like, after they were dead. So I have a, I have another story that happened earlier today. I actually texted you about yeah, you this. Yeah, did. It's pretty awesome. So I was doing the McCready quest. I, I think mm. I'm at the end of the McCready storyline. Oh, I was okay. doing his quest. I haven't, uh, like, completely finished, but I, I finished the quest part. And we got to the place to do his quest, and there were some ghouls around the entrance to the building, so I pull out my gun, you know, I'm like, oh, man, some stupid ghouls. <laughs> and uh, I bust out my 10 millimeter. You know, I always hated the 10 millimeter in all of the Fallout series. I've yeah. never liked that gun. But I love it in this game. It is I've been using awesome. it almost nonstop. It is I very just, good. Yeah. Anyways, that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, oh, these stupid ghouls. And then uh, one of these ghouls hits me really hard. And I'm like, geez, because it shows my screen like rock to the side. I'm like, what the heck is this ghoul? You know, he's been lifting. (laughs) Yeah. And I see in that. He's been going to ghoul's gym. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's a good one, Rick. It's been a while since we've had a good bad I know. Pod. Don't think I haven't been trying in my head. <laughs> so I see this legendary ghoul in vats, and I think it must have been that one, but I don't remember any of them being so tough before. Right. And then I see a death claw run beside <laughs> me and start attacking these ghouls. I realized it was the death claw that hit me. And the Death Claw and these ghouls are fighting each other, and they're all fighting MacReady, and I'm just standing there <laughs> watching them like, what? What in the actual? <laughs> and so I'm watching these guys throw down, and all of a sudden I hear a chain gun start up. <laughs> okay. And I look to the side, and it's three Brotherhood of Steel Knights. <laughs> And they kill everybody. Wow. Usually they're the first to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just owned the Death Claw and the Ghouls. That's awesome. It was amazing. It was so good. That's awesome. I, you know, every, like, so in the game you can get artillery smoke grenades at a certain point. And if you have already rounds, if you have artillery batteries set up, you can, like, pop a smoke grenade. And if they're in range, they'll salvo wherever the smoke is. So I also went to the South Boston checkpoint and got the power armor, and I was I saw that there were BOS knights fighting uh, super mutants, kind of off to I think it was the northwest. Yeah, up to the northwest it was like a junkyard and like a house there. Excuse me. And um, so I made my way up there and I was like, I'm gonna check this out, and I just watched all of these brotherhood of steel knights get annihilated and the vertebrate explodes so i was like great that's just nice so i start fighting i have the power armor at this point i start fighting the super mutants and i see they're all concentrated up in this one little area so it's and this this has happened like four or five times now where i take an artillery grenade pop it out and i put on my radio freedom thing and it's like we hear you loud and clear starting our salvo now you know and like i'm like yes here it comes and i hear this like, and I look up and I see a vertebird going right towards the smoke. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And my artillery rounds blow the thing out of the sky on top of the super mutants, which then kills the super mutants. And I'm like, what? This is the fourth vertebrate I've destroyed by firing, like, by my own artillery. And uh, somebody in the chat room says every vertebrate that they see gets shot out of the sky. I too have seen that. Three vertebrates nailed out of the sky by raiders. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very bad pilots these guys have. <laughs> so, yeah, I I don't know. I I love the. I think you and me were talking a little bit about the random battles that happen in that now. We were, yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's I'd, pretty much all I had. Uh, I did the last voyage of the Constitution quest, <laughs> but we'll talk about that later on. Yes, we will. I love that quest. So good. Um. So, we had a gameplay challenge last week, and that was to go skinny dipping in Swan's Pond. I have already killed Swan, and like I said before, I'm not starting another character, so I didn't exactly do our challenge, but I know Shaleen did. How'd that go for you? I did. Well, I actually, I filmed it. I don't have it free now, because mm -hmm. my internet is slow, but I will uh, tweet out a link to that on my, on my Xbox DVR yeah. thing. Awesome. Cool. And it was pretty fun. I went uh, skinny dipping in my underwear to Swan's Pond. <laughs> <laughs> I did keep on my lucky hat, though, um, because hats. And I took Strong with me since we didn't make any, any constraints on... <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, I, I uh, thought maybe well, he could tank for me. Well, so. you kind of, you kind of, you kind of did the quest, or you you did the challenge. I didn't even do it, so. So I run into the water, and I'm like just circling around Swan in <laughs> in my underwear in Swan's pond, tiptoeing around him. <laughs> He rises up and we're <laughs> fighting and I think like, yes, it's working great. You know, uh, uh, Strong is, is tanking for me. Oh, oh, first, before I ever went in the pond, though, yeah, I, I take off my, my armor, my silver shroud suit, and Strong is like, stupid human, wear armor. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm oh. also pretty sure he was looking at my ass, but well, there's yeah. there's that too. He's still partially so. human. Yeah. Um, I want to say this real quick about companions like commenting on the things that you do. Mm-hmm. So I I have a set of uh, stolen power armor in my uh, fifth floor hangar that is up walled. It's got a roof and a floor, which means nobody can see me except every time I get in the power armor. All of my stupid little NPCs that comment on what I do down on the bottom of the ground, like down on the ground, I'm five stories up, are like, oh, I can't believe you did that. Oh, rah, 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 and they all dislike it. <laughs> How do you even see this? I don't know. That's really funny. It like never happened when I would do it in like private, but for some reason, I guess there's some way they can like just see through a weird clipped crack in the floor or something. I don't know. I would be concerned about the fact that my companions can see me while I'm in the changing room, but <laughs> there you go. That's true. <laughs> you anyway. know, there's there's like a trick you can see on Facebook of, of you can find out if it's a two-way mirror. <laughs> what? I guess you don't see those posts. No. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Moving along. So what? So Challenge. We yeah. were doing the challenge. And <laughs> yes. And Strong just um, gets wiped out by this mutant in Ooh. one hit. Swan just slams down, and and Strong is down for the count. <laughs> so I no longer have my tank, and I'm just running. I've got um, the spoiler pistol that you were using last week. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I had that pistol, and I'm using that, and it's just not even touching him. <laughs> so I think I'm got to bust out the arsenal of democracy. And I pull out my fat man and shoot a mini nuke at him. And I think, okay, that goes pretty well. And I'm running, you know, trying to kite him around. And uh, I just died pretty fast. It didn't go that well. And so the second time, I just ran up and, like, tagged him and ran back and immediately pulled out the fat man and nailed him with that. And it wasn't going well. The fight was still not going well. So what I ended up doing was I, I took some buff jet and just used the alien blaster on him while the time was slow. And that was a very, very OP strategy. And he went down very fast. Nice. And the reward you get from killing Swan is really good. Yeah. And I, I would like to say, if you do go and kill Swan, be sure that you read the notes. Go in the little irradiated shack and... Pick up all of those notes. They're a neat story and kind of sad. I missed that. Yeah. I'll um, go back and check. It's very cool. It tells the story of who the swan is, how, who he began, you know, the transition into being the swan. It's it's neat. And yeah. we got some screenshots from several of our listeners who did the challenge on Twitter. Uh, Puddle of Cat, Zachary Tinder, and Captain Dumock. We'll share those after the show on Twitter. Awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. I I had killed Swan already, but it definitely was uh, 
a challenge to beat him, even with like power armor on. So that's quite impressive that you did it uh, quasi-nude. <laughs> so yeah. Um, we have a next week's challenge for you guys, but uh, it's there's kind of a caveat to this. It It's like kind of like an ongoing challenge. It was actually suggested to us from Captain Dumak, who's an avid listener. Who is the unofficial third host, as he <laughs> yeah. declared on Twitter. Yeah, yeah that, that guy, is, he's awesome. Um, so yeah, it was suggested to him to us from him to build a character that we think like, how did he word it to build a character with what you think your real life special abilities would be. And, um, I think that'd be fun to do, to go on like a, uh, you know, to, like a survival type of format to see. Should we do it on survival difficulty? Yeah. Yeah. Put it on survival difficulty, make a character that is you. Like if you're a weak kid, Put, like, you know, one point on strength. You know what I mean? Like, just make it to how you would be and uh, see how that goes. I don't know what the caveat is. What should we do about leveling up? Should we, like, say, like, no no perks? Cause... No, I think I think you would perks? have to do perks. Okay, but no. Just pick perks that you think, you know, you could actually learn, yeah, you and, know? And maybe based off of your special and, like, don't update your special at all. Yeah, leave your special intact <laughs> and just take perks that, you know, yeah. like say that, you we know, we can't you breathe underwater. Mm -hmm. So don't breathe. But maybe you think you could learn to be, you know, more charming and, and get better deals at merchants or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just like, like that. Yeah, we'll check up on, you know, because I'll make one, maybe. Uh, Shalene will make one, maybe. And then we'll just keep doing it. Like, you know, we'll keep updating you guys on weekly as we go, and you guys can do the same thing, like, you know, screenshot us, I'm sure Captain Dumak will give us some lovely screenshots as, as he usually, usually does. Um, <laughs> uh, insulting my intelligence. Actually, he probably won't Aww, be Aw, guys, hey, come on. I get by on my good looks, we all know this one. Um, uh, <laughs> so anyway, um... Caveat. What is a caveat? Someone in the chat room is asking what a caveat is. I use the word as like a catch, like a catch kind of thing. A caveat is like a, a warning or a proviso. Yeah, so that's kind of how I use it. Um, maybe I use it wrong. I'm known for doing that. Thus, apparently, my intelligence is one. So anyway, let's continue on with the show. <laughs> we have some lore for you guys. Um, Shaleen, why don't you take this one? Sure. This week, our lore segment is on the Institute, and some of this is kind of vague. That's intentionally vague, because we want to avoid story spoilers. As you all know by now, um, the Institute is an important part to the Fallout 4 story. A little bit. So, the Institute is a, it's a very mysterious institution. See what I did there? It's located in the Commonwealth. They create androids known as synths, and... Uh, before the Great War, the Institute existed as the Commonwealth Institute of Technology, CIT. Robert House, of New Vegas fame, attended this prestigious university, which is obviously an analog to MIT. Mm -hmm. um, many people at CIT survived the Great War by, uh, by hiding out in a sealed underground facility that was built beneath the campus. The survivors and their descendants, who came to call themselves simply the Institute, continued their research using pre-war technology as a base and uh, continuing to innovate from there. 
Early on, while the Institute was working on Generation 1 synths, they attempted to reach out to the people of the Commonwealth, meaning to help them rebuild the world. The people responded with suspicion, and the Institute reacted by withdrawing and keeping to themselves. They became a shadowy organization with a goal to rebuild the world and society with their own agenda in mind. The Institute is opposed by the Railroad, who have an anti-slavery agenda, and the Brotherhood of Steel, who view them as a threat, and the Synths as a misuse of technology. The Institute is separated into four the Institute is separated into four departments. The Synth Retention Bureau, which we uh, came to meet in Fallout 3, they track down and retrieve escaped synths. The Robotics Division designs and produces synths and other technology. The Biomechanics Division does research into biological matters and designs lifelike biomechanical creatures. Advanced Sciences handles research and application. They help shape the future of the Institute. The heads of each department form the directorate, who lead the institute with the guidance of the director. All of the humans of the institute dedicate themselves to scientific pursuits, with menial labor being handled by synths, so no people are doing any cooking or cleaning or janitorial maintenance, anything like that. They are devoting themselves wholly to science and advancement of technology and the assembly of, uh, of knowledge and, and robots. <laughs> <laughs> Through its synths and other technology, the Institute has significant military capabilities. The Institute is featured in the replicated man quest in Fallout 3. It's mentioned in association with Mr. House in Fallout New Vegas before becoming an important faction in Fallout 4. Yeah. Um, what I have to say about that is... Listen to our upcoming spoiler cast. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so, because I, 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 I can't really comment. Yeah, we had to this. keep that kind of vague for you. To yeah, and this still very early in the life cycle of the game. There's so much stuff I want to say, um, except that I'm totally on the side of the railroad, and totally not on the side of the Brotherhood of Steel in this game. I'm so sad. I just we should save that for the spoiler cast. Well, but just. I mean, I want to love the Brotherhood. I want to so bad. But we but. all we all knew that this faction of the Brotherhood was from the West. Uh, well, the Midwest, and we knew it wasn't the East Division. Um, it is the East Division. Is it the East Division? Mm -hmm. I thought the logos were switched. No. Hmm. Okay. This is the Lions Brotherhood. Oh, oh! I didn't even realize that. Okay. You know more about that stuff than I do. Anything else you can say on that? Um. Well, um, the Macklemore guy is somebody that everybody's met before. The Mac that played Fallout Three. Macklem? Are you talking Maxon? about? Oh, <laughs> he looks like Macklemore. Tell me he doesn't look like Macklemore. He does. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Macklemore would have like a field day at like a burnt out clothing shop in in Fallout. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, yeah, so if you want to know, hear more about the Institute, um, we'll talk more about that in our spoiler cast. I have a ton to talk about, and apparently where Shaleen's at in the story, um, she'll probably have more to talk about it as well. So, but yeah, that's our little bit on the Institute. Excuse me for coughing. Um, so we're going to move on to the Weapon of the Week, which 
is awesome. Our weapon of the week is the Broadsider. Now, this isn't necessarily a spoiler or whatever, because it's in the loading screens. It's a unique weapon featured in Fallout 4. The loading screen text on this thing is, the Broadsider is the answer to that age-old question, would it be fun to walk around and shoot people with a portable naval cannon? Yes. Yes, it would. And it is actually freaking awesome. It's a naval deck gun modified for handheld use, which defies all logic anyway. It fires actual cannonballs um, that you can find uh, around the wasteland. It's affected by the heavy gunner perk. Its base damage is 108 and weighs 27.4 pounds. Why 0.4? I have no idea. As a, as a engineer, that's infuriating to me. Um, like, cut weight or add. Point one. Anyway, uh, there are a few mods you can uh, do to the weapon, including a light barrel that offers better hip-fire accuracy and for when you've got to shoot and scoot a cannonball, um, and a multi-shot canister that increases ammo capacity. It's rewarded by Captain Ironsides during the quest Last Voyage of the USS Constitution, which is a super fun quest. Full oh, I of... love this quest so much. I did it yesterday. It was so good. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, the, the, the characters in the quest... Really funny, including the captain, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Captain Ironsides. Did you read awesome. his terminal, Captain no. Ironsides' terminal? No, I didn't. He says, Here, let me give you one little quote from the terminal. At long last, I am now unburdened from the yoke of tourist services. <laughs> the enemies of America, beware! <laughs> so, <laughs> that's amazing. Um... <laughs> The whole quest is like this, and it's amazing. It has a limited range, and the ammo is a bit rare. Um, there's some there's some that are obviously on the ship, and there's also some in the castle. Um, there was some cut content that apparently somebody found, a mod that allowed the broadsider to shoot bombs, and I'm wondering if that's like the little bombs with the little, like, the wick on top. You know, like, it has to be, man. You know? Um, and it sounds amazing, and that'd be really cool if somebody, like, puts that back in there or something. Um, it'd be very, like, I would totally make a character with, like, that I've seen floating around on the web with, like, the crazy mustache and the really red nose, like, like, yeah, she kind of, like, like, yeah, like, Waluigi kind of thing. Or, see, like, my mind goes to, uh, Dastardly and Muttley. Dick Dastardly? Yes, Dick Dastardly, yes, yeah, Dick Dastardly. My mind goes right to him, so it'd be fun to, like, walk around shooting those, like, 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 <laughs> those, like, little wick cartoon bombs, like, I'd be awesome. Anyway, um, this quest is super fun because it actually, so, I don't, (laughs) the ship has rockets and like they want it to like launch off into the sunset or into the water so they can go like patrol the coasts, but (laughs) they end up getting stuck on another building. (laughs) So like, (laughs) have you listened to the Diamond City radio after the quest? I haven't listened to the Diamond City radio in a long time. So the radio announcer's like... (laughs) So after you do the quest and the boat's moved, the radio announcer's like, so has anybody seen that ship that was on top of a building over in Boston? Yeah, well, uh, it moved to (laughs) another building, like ships aren't supposed to do, so avoid that area. Like, it's super hilarious, because he's just so flabbergasted. (laughs) Ironsides is like, you know... We are free of your shackles, <laughs> savings, and loans. Yeah. <laughs> I had McCready with me when I did this quest because I love McCready. Did you? And uh, the guy just, he crashes the boat into the other building, you know, and, and McCready's like, yeah, it looks way better over there. 
<laughs> McCready, by the way, has some has really cool backstory. I don't know if we talked about it. We shouldn't, but because I I think it's one of those things that's fun to discover for you. Yeah, yourself. that's something that I would not like to spoil. Yeah, so um, check see if you can find the USS Constitution. It's a super fun quest. It's actually I found it very difficult um, to do towards the end. Um, maybe because I was low level when I did it, but it's very rewarding. Um, it's it's really fun and funny. And uh, actually, last week too, Shuleen, um, you were yelling and complaining and screaming about how you don't have like a pre-built like house you can just go to. Mm-hmm. Well, did you go back up to the Constitution after you? Yes. Okay. Yes, but I- that still does not make me happy. I want a place. It's not home if I can't send my companions there. Yeah, one of the things I did notice is that like when I ditched Piper as my companion. Um, like I couldn't send her back to Diamond City, which didn't make much sense. Like, why would I not send her back to the home that she had? Yes, and we're totally contributing to the delinquency of a minor. You know, her sister is in Diamond <laughs> City all alone. So all alone, dear listeners, we have decided that there's been numerous times where she, Shaleen has been like, "Haven't you checked the terminal by this guy? Didn't you read that terminal? Did you check those notes? Did you talk to that NPC?" And I'm every time I say no, no, no. We we have determined that she is a Brotherhood scribe, and I'm a and I'm a Brotherhood knight. Like I am totally oblivious to like the background or like notes. I mean, I'll pick stuff up if I see it, but I don't go searching for it. I don't read every terminal, and like that's what she. I have a file cabinet full of (laughs) hollow tapes and notes and terminal entries. (laughs) Wow, yeah. See, I don't have. I just shove that all in one box. Mm-hmm. But I have my gun sorted away. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about, I don't know if this is possible, I thought about making bins out of fences, making bins and just dumping guns into it just to see <laughs> like what it would look like after a while, just full of guns. <laughs> I'm thinking of making a Scrooge McDuck room with more <laughs> money. Well, yeah, you get so much of it in this game. And, yeah. I never, and I never sell it. I always craft it. Mm-hmm. So. I'm thinking of just building like a swimming pool and filling it with pre-war money. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that that's it for our weapon of the week. Um, we have a couple listener emails for you, and by a couple I mean two, literally. Uh, why don't you take the first one? Kevin wrote in. Thanks for writing in, Kevin. Hi guys, sorry for my last email. I didn't introduce myself. The thing <laughs> is, I listen to the podcast every day and feel like I already know y'all. Well, I can totally identify with that. I listen to like 30 podcasts and I feel like I know all of those people. Yeah. Uh, when we had Greg Miller on, I totally felt like I, I'd known him for years because <laughs> I listened to his podcasts. Anyways, Kevin's email. What I was thinking is it would be awesome to see some things in Fallout 4, like one, comics and magazines having more content, two, realistic gun damage, like Call of Duty on Hardcore, three, ability to join raiders and do missions for them. Four, PS4, the speaker on the controller being utilized in dialogue. What do you think? And where can we go to tell Bethesda to put this awesome stuff in? So there's a speaker on the controller of the PlayStation 4. Yeah. Didn't we learn that that was already kind of a silly idea from the play, from the Wii? You know what? I always enjoyed that on the Wii. Did you ever play uh, No More Heroes? No, but it's such a no cheesy sounding. So it's it's such a so cheesy good. sounding speaker. But like the phone would ring and no more heroes, and you'd have to hold the Wiimote up to your ear. <laughs> Talk on the phone. Hello. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, liked it. I really did. It's whatever. So, what do you have to say about his uh, suggestions? I like 
like most of them. Uh, comics <laughs> and magazines having actual content would be really cool. I really want to read a few panels of Grognak. That'd be a very. You robust guys all know that I'm a Grognak fan, mm-hmm. and I would like to read a few panels of Grognak. Uh, realistic damage. Um, have you played on survival difficulty, Kevin? Because I have a feeling it's pretty hard. I, yeah, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, yeah, I haven't. I haven't tried survival at this point. I will eventually. I think it would be very cool to be able to join a raider faction. Um, That's not something I'd be super interested in uh, myself, but I would love that to be an option in the game. I know a lot of people would like that. I'm wondering, though, because if you're, like, really bad in the game, um, I know there's no karma system, so I don't know how it would be triggered, but when you walk into the combat zone, if you're bad enough, I wonder if they won't attack you, because when you first walk in, they are green, like, mm-hmm. the, the raiders in there are green, so I doubt you that... Should... In the real wasteland, it would be a, totally be a valid option to become a raider and, and you know, yeah. loot and pillage. Huh. And it should be an option in Fallout. I never thought about, I never thought about that before, but you're absolutely right. Um, I, uh, I'm... <laughs> yeah, I don't... I, I think probably the reason they didn't put anything on that speaker for the PS4 is because, well, nobody else... Everybody hates the speaker. And nobody it's, else it's has that on their it. controllers. Um, and, uh, yeah, I couldn't see a speaker on a mouse because then it would just be like... Because your hand would be mm-hmm. on it the whole time. But, um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, the comics and magazines would be awesome with comment, uh, content. I know that, like, for Elder Scrolls, they put a lot of time in making those books of lore and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know it would be a very, very big endeavor, and I don't even know if it would... You know, that sounds like a mod or something that someone else would do. Yeah. Um, the realistic... I'm, I'm a comics reader, IRL, and I would really like to have some, some Fallout comics. I think that would be so cool. It would be really cool. I'm surprised, like, they haven't teamed up with, like, DC or somebody to do, like, a quick run of Grognak. It seems like something they would have done at this point. They did a tie-in with New Vegas with Dark Horse, and it was uh, not very good. Uh, it was. Do you remember that Chance's map location? It tied into that. Uh, Chance was a con. That's right. I do remember that. Okay. It, it was not a very good comic. I feel like the gun damage in this game is fairly accurate-ish, kind of. To this kind, I mean, it's it. I I noticed that they die, like the enemies die pretty quick unless they're like a higher level. Um, and guns eat away my health like nothing. Um, so yeah, I, and I do agree that it'd be pretty cool to join the Raiders, but yeah. And I don't know where you'd, I mean, I don't know. Uh, How about the Bethesda forums? Yeah, Bethesda forums would probably be the best place. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's one on there for suggestions and stuff. And even if you find like a modder, uh, and just give them suggestions, I'm, I'm sure they wouldn't mind. Maybe like Nexus forums or something. I don't even know if Nexus has forums. Did I just say something that didn't exist? I don't know. Uh, anyway, we have another email. Uh, hey, guys. I'm actually a longtime listener of QGN. My name is Bradley, but some may know me by my handle of Solumen. I don't know. Anyway. I'd say Solumen. Solumen. I am having a great time playing Fallout 4, of course. I'm finding myself once again obsessively turning on every ham radio I come across hoping something wonderful would happen one day, which is very true. I do the same thing. <laughs> Me too. I walk up like, click. Come on. Nothing. Click. Um, deep down, I know nothing will come of it, or maybe it will this time around. I totally understand that sentiment so yeah. much. As far as the settlement of Sanctuary, I found myself getting a bit out of sorts with Marcy Long. 
After our initial meeting, I determined from her abrasive demeanor, she undoubtedly has issues most likely dealing with her past and preferred to keep it to herself. So I've pretty much left her alone to tend the community garden, thinking she might enjoy the solitude. I did the same thing. However, I recently dropped by the garden to harvest crops in order to make more adhesive. You can make adhesive out of crops? Yeah, the vegetable starch. Oh. Somebody sent you an email about that. I missed that. Man, that's awesome. Okay, so news to me. Um, when I noticed her standing in front of me scowling, I decided it best to mind my own business and continued with my task. Marcy then proceeded to tell me something along the lines of us never becoming friends and <laughs> to just leave her alone. I, <laughs> I snapped promptly, introduced... I snapped and promptly introduced her face with the butt of my rifle. Unsurprisingly, she continued standing there glaring at me. After a few long seconds, she finally admitted the settlement was coming... was actually coming along, contrary to her original expectations. I took that as an apology and left her to her work. Perhaps she will soften up in her own way, but I don't know how much. She apparently responds well to a tyrannical dictatorship style of governance, and that's not my style normally. Anyway, I gotta go find this Valentine guy now. Love the show. Keep it up. Take care. Isn't that, isn't that how you play Metal Gear Solid 5? You beat your beat your people into into uh, I, you beat them until they're your friend? I don't think Metal Gear Solid 5 exists. So oh, you don't have it? No, the game doesn't exist. It you know it ends it with uh, it ends with Metal Gear Solid Three and uh, you know. Oh, it's like that. Mm -hmm. I I don't know much about Metal Gear Five. It's the only one I've ever played. This non-existent Five. I imagined it all. You, but, you just um, dreamed some weird game that doesn't involve yeah. Hideo Kojima. So anyway, uh, I don't know. I've never. I don't. I don't know much about the game. Um, I'm I'm very upset with Konami at this point. So yeah. I don't think I'll ever play it. Uh, I'd love to talk about that, but maybe another time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. On uh, so Metal Gear off the record. The, <laughs> this is not the the, the uh, forum to, to have that the forum to have that discussion. Format. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Any closing thoughts, Julian? I don't. I don't really have anything. No, not really. Yeah. Other than find Kent, do the Silver Shroud mission, and try to find the Vault Tech guy. It's really really cool experiences. So yeah, um, you can contact us by tweeting at the show on Twitter, uh, at FalloutOTR. You can tweet at me, at Rick McVick, and you can tweet at Shaleen, at Shaleen L on Twitter. You can also email us at falloutotr at gmail.com. Send us your war stories, suggestions, comments, anything like that. We love reading your emails. Uh, like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, check us out here every Friday. Um, that really helps us. We like seeing those uh, views go up, up, and up. You can also find our show on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, on iTunes and Stitcher, please leave us uh, reviews. Um, we have a few five-star reviews to shout out. Thor's Guard, Love Wookie. <laughs> That's awesome. John Parkway, Vic Voorhees, Demi, Demi U, whatever. Demi Ju? Demi Ju from Canada. Um, and Fran, Fran, or... Franeris. Oh my gosh. These names from the... From it's like the, Daenerys, only it's... Friend. Whatever. Daenerys. I don't... Uh, either way, they're hard for me to pronounce because I only have one intelligence. Um, from the UK. Uh, we record live on Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube.com slash Quest Gaming Network slash live. And you can check out the other Quate... Quate... <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can check out the other great QGN shows streaming live on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, the Elder Scrolls off the record, Dragon Age off the record, Classic Elder Scrolls, Warcraft off the record, Rift Reforged, and Dancing with Daggers, which comes on later tonight. But that's on twitch.tv slash questgamingnetwork. I think they I think they air at uh, 10.30 p.m. tonight. Right. Um, They're going to go sky shard hunting in Cyrodiil today. Ooh, that sounds fun. If I had another monitor, I would totally play Fallout while they play that and listen to them because it's a lot of fun banter. I might listen to them anyway. So yeah, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. It's been a lot of fun. What's your last word, Shaleen? You haven't lived until you've tipped a Brahmin with a vertebrate. <laughs>